Hi, y'all. I'm Amy. And I'm Jess. And we are two sober women committed to helping you live an optimized life. This show is about stories and strategies to help you optimize your health, your relationships, and your businesses. We focus on keeping it simple and having fun. Hi, y'all. It is Amy, and we are so excited to welcome you to another episode of the Optimized Life podcast. And today we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, and that is optimizing your state of mind that starts in your body. <laughs> you guessed it. You know, I'm always going back to the body, y'all. So, um, Jess, it's so great to see you this morning. And this is just going to be such an exciting topic because. I feel, especially right now, that, you know, we've been in this mm, just state of immobilization as a world. And being immobilized, in my opinion, is a, resp- a, a reaction often that doesn't sit well with us because of our trauma from our childhood. And so this time has been bringing up so much stuff for all of us. And we actually have so much beautiful control to change our state and to optimize our state, even when we're in this, you know, slowing down period, when we're in this immobilization. And we're going to talk to you all about that and so much more. So Jess, I'd love to hear from you and what you feel and think about this topic as well. Thanks, Amy. It's so good to be here with you today. When when I was doing a little bit of prep work around this topic, it, it really is um, talk about having agency in your life, right? And that's really like when I was doing the research on it and also like kind of trying to frame how I integrate this into my life. It's like, it, yeah, it's like the basis of being able to take your power back. Yeah. And I love, I, I love the title that we're going with. It's like freedom is a state of mind. And just like saying that over and over again this morning, like changes my state. You know, it's really, really interesting. And I love how Tony Robbins frames this. You know, he is really the, um, the, the guru of state changing, right? And I think um, I rem- I'll never forget when I attended my very first Tony Robbins uh, con- conference, I guess it is. It's like a three-day, you're in there like 14 hours. <laughs> and so much of, of that work that we did in that um, seminar was changing our state, right? And bringing that energy level up and bringing it down and up and down. And it was really powerful. So it takes me back to that, um, that seminar, Unleash the Power Within. And Gosh, even the walking across the fire, right? Talk about changing your state. It's not the fire, it was the coals, but still it looks like fire. So I love how he says, take control of your consistent emotions and begin to consciously and deliberately reshape your daily experience of life. Like, wow, that is powerful, y'all. I mean, yes, yes, yes. So we're gonna dive into this topic today in more detail. And Amy, I would love to hear from you because you have taught me so much when it comes to this topic, when it comes to changing my state and, um, you know, changing my nervous system and how, you know, how I I sit with that in my body. And I'd love to hear from you um, why this, why being able to do this and optimize your state is so important. Mm. Wow. I just noticed myself getting so emotional. Because um, I can just remember my first 12-step uh, meeting. Wow, I had no idea I was going to tell this story. 
I'm like swallowing like deep and hard right now, y'all. Like, um, so um, my first 12 step meeting, one of my girlfriends in San Francisco took me to this meeting and I was totally activated. You know, I was not in a, in a state. Um, I was so, I felt so guilty, so shameful. So all of the things and, um, and could not, you know, at all get into my prefrontal cortex or hear anything that was happening. And it was this meeting in the middle of the day and it was all men and they were all probably over 60 in San Francisco. And I was just like, I don't fucking belong here. And my state was so just discombobulated that I, um, I had a drink before I went into the meeting. Cause I was just like, I got to calm myself down. And that's how I knew how to change my state then. Right. I changed my state with a glass of wine or a Xanax or, you know, um, getting into some kind of dramatic conversation with a boy, a man I was dating, or, you know, getting into some kind of dramatic conversation with my friends or planning the weekend, all of these things outside of myself. But as a yoga teacher and someone who was already teaching somatic experiencing and nutrition and all of that, like I knew that there was a different way. But sitting in that meeting, I remember turning over to her and saying, like, there is no way that I can sit here and listen in this state. And I remember saying that. And I I felt so uncomfortable. And, you know, several months later, I was in treatment. All of the things were happening. And I was preaching and preaching, like, we have to talk about how to change the body in order to change these belief systems, in order to change these patterns. And no one was on board with me at this first treatment center. You know, they're just like, just do the work. You got to surrender to God. And And I was just like, you're powerless. Don't you realize that? And I'm like, actually, I'm very powerful if, you know, I feel understood. So um, I'm so passionate about state shifts and changes because I know, like I know that that is what not only has created the conscious sober life that I've created, the business that I've created, the friendships and connections that I've created have all been when I learned how to feel safe and change my state within. That's when I was able to really step into conscious sobriety. And there was a definite shift, right? Where I was just living sober one day at a time. And then I shifted into this really beautiful state of conscious sobriety where I have the freedom, right? And from that state, Jess, that we're talking about, like the freedom is in here, in my mind, I'm pointing at my brain, (laughs) y'all. And it's in my body mostly, right? Like my body feels free. I'm not conscious of like, whoopsie. And when I do get conscious, I'm able to shift it and to get out of my head and back in my body and remind myself that I'm safe and that um, exactly what Tony said, right? My emotions can stay consistent no matter what's happening outside of me. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. You really brought me back. Thank you for, for that vulnerability too, with your first meeting. Um, that really brought me back to my first meeting too, because it did feel like an outer body experience. I don't remember anything that was said in that meeting. <laughs> And it just really brought me back to that moment and, and also like a deep sense of gratitude for how far we have come. And also, you know, just that reminder that, you know, you have to go inward, right? This is an inward journey in order to create that, 
that state, that freedom, that, um, you know, just that emotional sobriety, if you will, versus, you know, trying to go outside, which is, I think, really plays into one of our, um, that plays in so nicely to what nobody taught you about this. <laughs> but um, so let's just jump right into that. Because I think, um, I don't know if, if you will be able to relate to this, or, or you think the same way. But I mean, really, what nobody taught you is that, yeah, you have to go in as opposed to, you know, trying to find all these external sources of validation to change your state, right? So I think that's like the first and foremost. And um, some of the other things that come to mind too is that, you know, we we have, and we, we said this before, but I just want to reiterate that we have complete control, right? We have agency over this. And therefore, um, you know, not only over our thoughts, but also our emotional well-being, right? So that's powerful. And really, we can only be in one state at any given moment, right? And so, um, and, and we don't have to feel a certain way by accident, right? We can feel that with intention by design. And so I think that's really powerful. Nobody taught, taught me that. And it's a work in progress every single day to acknowledge that, to, to work on changing my state and implementing these things into my life. So, um, yeah. And, you know, how you decide you want to feel, right, so that you can design your day is so important because, you know, that's really everything that you get to have control over that. So, yeah, I thought that really flowed nicely into that other topic that we have because, you know, Gandhi has this great quote, and I know you guys have all heard it, but, and I, and Amy, you're going to piggyback on this, but, you know, your beliefs become your thoughts, right? Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your values, and your values become your destiny. And I that's one of my favorite quotes by him. But there's actually something that has to happen before, right? Before your beliefs um, become your thoughts. So share a little bit about that. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Jess. Oh gosh, I am finding myself being really emotional about this topic because it just brings me back to feeling so misunderstood. And something that I really want to touch on here is that, you know, it's not uncommon and you can be listening right now and you can be in your, you know, twenties, you can be in your sixties, you can be in your forties, wherever you are in life. It may be that you were never taught how to feel safe in your own body. And, you know, that's a big statement. You're like, what do I, what do you mean, Amy? Like, of course I feel safe in my own body. And do you? right? Do you trust yourself deeply? Do you know that like you, you, you inhabit your body or have you been outside dissociated from your body observing your life or are you actually in it? And here, listen, the thing is y'all with whatever kind of emotional trauma you had in your childhood, it's okay. If you don't feel safe in your body, right? That's what we're here to talk about and heal, right? Because for me, I didn't trust my body, even though I was a yoga and all of these things that I was doing to try to trust my body. It took this deeper, like, oh my goodness, like I need to learn how to create safety no matter what is happening within me. And you've all felt it, right? Like where, um, where your nerves get really activated and you feel like those pins and needles and your stomach starts to flip and your jaw starts to get tight. And then the, the nervous system literally will just start to shut you down and go into a dorsal or a freeze state or into that very sympathetic state. And so 
you're going up and down what we call the polyvagal ladder. And how can you create and how can you make your beliefs, your thoughts when you're in that state, right? It's very difficult to access those smarter parts of your brain and sequence when you're, you're not regulated, right? So this is such an important conversation. And it really, you know, just slowing down, I want to just give a tip while I'm in here and talking about this. It's like just that slowing down. I had a, a really difficult conversation a couple of weeks ago, and I had one hand on my left thigh and one hand on my, on my heart. And I had to like wrap, literally physically push into my thigh and keep my hand on my heart to remind myself not to dissociate that although this conversation was difficult and my heart was hurting during the conversation that I could stay here now and that I was safe. And no one taught me how to do that. No one taught me how to do that when I was growing up, right? So it's so important because then I could remember that my belief is I am lovable exactly how I am. And no matter what's happening outside of me, I know I'm in here, right? I'm inhabiting my body. And that's how my actions can match my habit and that my values can become my destiny. So good. Say that again. You said it was a polyvagal. Is that how you refer to it? And that's mm-hmm. the vagus nerve? Yeah. So um, Deb Dana and Stephen Porges have done a lot of work in, um, in really understanding how the vagus nerve works. And so we call it the polyvagal ladder right? And the vagus nerve will um, be activated. And this, you know, and we're going to talk a little bit about this later, just but that tether that we're talking about is how do you tether yourself to that flow ventral place when you're in the sympathetic or the dorsal so that you can come back to the flow place. So when you're up, when you're going up and down this ladder per se, and the way that we outline it is kind of like red, yellow, green, or however you want to look at it. But when, when you're in a dorsal place where you're in that freeze place of like, oh shit, I can't do anything at all. We first have to bring the body to a more sympathetic place so that we can bring it into a flow place or a ventral place, right? But we don't want to take it into a sympathetic place and then just start to get into that fight flight. We want to know that it can be tethered to a flow state, which is so important. And no one taught us this. And really, you know, the beautiful thing about trauma work and trauma-informed work is that now this is more and more coming to the forefront and people are starting to understand, like, I've been trying to change my beliefs. I've been visioning, I've been creating vision boards, I've been doing all this stuff. And I'm like, well, your nervous system's really activated. And you go from sympathetic straight to dorsal instead of finding that flow place and then feeling safe to stay in that flow space for intervals of time to be consistent. So good. Thank you for explaining that to all of our listeners, because the the vagus nerve and everything that you just talked about is so fascinating to me. I mean, it, it really is like the main, like ground zero for your nervous system. It connects, you know, your, your two brains and all of your organs, right? And uh, to make sure that that's regulated and optimized is so important on so many levels. Um, you know, what you just discussed and then all the way down to how your neurotransmitters are, are produced, right? And that's a big portion of, of how we regulate and hormones and immune cells. It's just the, that, that whole subject is so fascinating to me. So I'm so glad, you know, the science is catching up to it. The, um, you know, the, 
the coaching is catching up to that, right? And being able to integrate that into into people's experience. So, so timely right now on so many levels. So let's jump into how we optimize or how we get into um, flow state or various ways to change our state. And the first one, and I'm going to end up kicking it back to you again, because this is so your jam right here, but physiology, right? This refers to body, your body and all of its um, systems um, and how all those systems communicate to each other or with each other, right? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, again, listeners and everyone out there, like I get this in such a deep way. It's like, what? I have to pay attention to all of these things in order to have the physiology that's going to keep me consistent and support me to be my best and, and all of those things. And I just want to like, let's just keep it real simple. Can you take a deep breath? (laughs) Right? Like one of the easiest ways to regulate the vagus nerve and to bring all of your physiology online because the vagus nerve does um, just, it, it, it supports so many different parts of our organs and our body-mind systems by taking a deep breath, by allowing that deep breath to just inhabit your entire body. And the fun thing about the physiology and the breath, right? It's so much of our power is that it can be a deep breath or you can be singing and, you know, playing your radio really loud and singing in your car, or singing in your living room, right? That changes and shifts the physiology. And you literally, like you said, Jess, you can't, it, you know, what we say is like, you know, you're not going to feel totally, um, you know, deflated and exhilarated at the same time. You're going to put that song on and you're going to feel exhilarated. I could change the song right after that to like, I don't know, like uh, a song from uh, a sad song and you're going to go deflated and you're going to, you're going to shift your state that quickly. And that's how quickly it can happen. And we go around in the world going, oh, you're bipolar or you're, you've got personality disorder or you've got this or that because you feel your emotions and you ride the waves. And you're like, no, that's totally natural. It's natural to go from happy to sad especially if induced by music. So I'm just showing you all these different ways, y'all, that you're out there in the world where you can literally change your physiology in just a few seconds, right? When you are um, just conscious of, oh my gosh, where's my breath? Where are my two feet? Let me shift my physiology by playing some music, by jumping up and down, by shaking my arms, by doing something to just shift it, by laughing, by smiling, right? We smile and that shifts our physiology. And this is all just, it's like being kids. Like, can we play a little bit more to change our physiology? Yes. This, that reminds me, Tin Non Hot, he, um, he has a quote and it's, it's smiling is like a yoga class for, gosh, I forgot what he said, but it, it's like a yoga class for your happiness or something. <laughs> I have to put it in the show notes, but I just, I love that because, you know, even when I'm, I'm meditating, what, a, what it changes your state so significantly if you just do a, a slight smile, Right. And that's a perfect example of that. So thanks for running through all of those. The next um, segment we want to talk about in terms of like how, how to actually optimize this and change your state is, you know, making sure your mental wellness is optimized. And we talk about this all the time on the podcast and kind of our routines around this. 
But in order for you to be able to have the um, the resilience to be able to do this, you know, state shifting and, and really regulating your body and um, being aware of your nervous system, you have your whole like body needs to be optimized in terms of the nutrition that you're feeding it, right? So we talk a lot about, you know, how to optimize your gut brain access, right? Which is how, you know, optimizing your first brain, optimizing your second brain and optimizing how the two talk to each other. So that's a big component. And you can always go to, um, well, in the show notes, we will put our um, toolkit in there that allow, that shows you exactly how to do that. The next thing is, you know, really focusing on your sleep and prioritizing that. I am working on that right now. And, um, and it really has been helpful. So thank you for that support, Amy. <laughs> And the, the next thing too is making sure your, your stress resilience is in check, right? Um, if you're constantly in that fight or flight mode, it's really hard to change your state out of anything but that, that frantic um, state. So that's really important to, to, there's lots of different herbs and adaptogens you can take to help regulate your cortisol, which is your stress response. And then of course, inflammation, right? Eating, um, you know, an anti-inflammatory diet and just really keeping inflammation down in your body will help you to um, stay regulated and be optimized so that you can actually, <laughs> you have like the ability to implement these state changes, if you will. So that's the second thing. The third thing is movement. And um, I, yeah, this is such a big one. If I get up, I love how you shared dancing. So that's something I do all the time in my office. I'll throw on um, Tiesto and uh, I love to dance to that. And it does, it just snaps you out of whatever state you're in. Um, I also really like to stretch my body out on an exercise ball or a foam roller. And so those are things that I do, um, of course, and also just getting up and like going for a walk to move that energy. And I know you're going to speak a little bit more to movement and why that's so important. Yeah, for sure. Um, and all of those are just such great tips that we, and I love that we continuously remind everyone out there, you know, we, it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget. Yesterday, um, I had just one thing after another where I just had to be in my chair and, um, even just if I had five minutes, I was like, you know, remembering to go outside and just even just walk once up and down the hill to really shift my state because one, like, you know, I've taken on a lot of energy by sitting here in my chair all day. And we forget that y'all. And if you're not moving it, right. Like what we know from so many different perspectives is that, um, this emotion can actually, you know, get get implanted and sometimes stuck in the body if we're not moving it and how we shift up and down that ladder that we were talking about earlier is through some kind of movement breath is movement right so if you're in a place where you're not able to get up then shift you know move your breath through your body um tune in for everyone like tune into that lower chakra right? Which is the cervix for women and the prostate area for men, like tune into that area of your body and move the energy up and down your body. Because so often we're in a meeting or we're getting news that something like sucks and we'll freeze in that state of like, oh my God, right? Totally natural. And can you tune in to move it? And this takes practice. This does not happen overnight. I am not perfect at it. There are definitely times where I hear news and I'm just like, oh, 
And we're hearing so much news right now that if we're not moving it, then it's going to get into your body and it's going to create some of those things that Jess was just talking about, the inflammation, the lower resilience to stress, the sleepless night. Um, the, I have a craving for sugar because I just feel so unregulated and are sometimes, especially the way that we're conditioned in the world, it'll be to go to eat or to put something in your body rather than to move it out of your body. And you'll notice a difference with your bowel movements to everything. If you're focused on moving. And I think that really brings us into our next, um, tip here is that, you know, what is your focus? And just, I'd love for you to kick us off on like, how do you create more focus in your life and to stay consistent? (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. This is always a work in progress. And, um, as I was like really thinking through this, it it really is something I have to focus on (laughs) in order to continually do in my life. And, you know, the saying is where focus goes, energy flows, right? So we have that ability to, um, to focus on what we want and actually create that. Right. And so some of the things that, um, I use to help with focus is obviously meditation. Um, I've been meditating and have a pretty strong meditation practice for the past, I don't know, seven or eight years. And that has been really helpful because I can, um, you know, with a couple breaths, I can feel, and maybe Amy, I'm going to point right here. I can feel this drop. What is this? I mean, that's your pineal gland. Like that's like where, I mean, it, it, and it's an acupuncture point too. So like that's, yeah, pineal yeah. gland. I don't always say that right, but you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that's how powerful, you know, it, just that practice over time. I'm, I'm really able to just get my whole, I can feel my brain relaxing and that helps me focus. Um, the other thing is like Amy said, just, you know, taking some deep breaths, right. Just focusing on your breath, feeling it throughout your whole body. Right. Um, and then when it comes to doing tasks, you know, setting timers for uninterrupted deep work, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's, you know, turning your phone on airplane mode, turning off app and email notifications, and really making sure that you're focusing on just one thing. And that's going to help, right? Um, the, the avoidance of context shifting is very helpful when it comes to um, focusing. And then again, you know, there's many nourishing foods you can feed yourself for optimal brain health, right? And that's, we won't go into it all here, but, you know, load up on the vegetables and the berries and the nuts and seeds and things that, that contain healthy fats, right? Those are all brain foods. And so, you know, as Amy always says, all things you ingest matter, <laughs> And I love that. I say that all the time now. So those those are some of the things when it comes to focus that jump out at me. Did I miss anything? You didn't. However, I want to just go back to, you know, if you're out there and you're struggling right now, your nervous system might not be in alignment with focus, right? You might have created a disorganized patterns in your life where context switching is actually your, your, your game, right? You like, you love, you pride yourself on how much you can context switch. And another um, word for context switching is uh, multitasking, right? So maybe you're out there and you're like, oh my gosh, I can multitask like the best of them. And that's da, da, da. And I have definitely been that woman who walked around saying that. And I was quite great at it, but what did I do? I coped, <laughs> I coped very heavily in the evenings or at lunchtime 
because my nervous system wasn't regulated and I was doing a million things at once, but I was coping with, you know, a half a Xanax at lunch and then couldn't wait for happy hour that evening because my nervous system wasn't actually focused. It was all an illusion and it's okay. It's all okay. But, you know, checking in with your nervous system and going, why is this so hard? And if meditation doesn't feel safe for you, that's okay, right? We talked about immobilization earlier, but there are other ways. And I just have to go back to this. I cannot tell you how important food is. Food is just so important. You know, um, I was talking to someone yesterday that was, was struggling with, you know, buying the food that she knows is good for her body. And I was like, let's look at your budget and figure out someplace else that we can save money because that is not a place to skip, right? Like buy high quality food and, you know, eat things that are alive, alive, right? Eat things that are colors, like make that rainbow on your plate, eat mindfully. I'm in a big push right now to really change my body. And I have been since last October. And it's just been so fun to focus on that and allow the ebbs and flows of that to change and to be different. But I've never been as strong as I am in at 45. Like I could beat my 25-year-old self easily in any kind of push-up, you know, or, you know, yoga postures or anything because I've been so mindful and focused on, oh, my body's changing. My genes don't fit as well, but I'm stronger than I ever have been. So again, that focus is so important. And that, what, what does that do? That helps shift my state, right? It helps shift my state. Yes, totally. And thanks for that reminder about um, not skimping on the food that feeds our body. That's so important. I've always, um, you know, reiterated that with all of my clients too. That's like the most important thing, right? So um, thanks for that reminder. Okay, then the next thing is language, right? How we talk to ourselves, both internally and externally. And those, the world, the words really matter. And this is something that is a really big work in progress for me all the time. Um, really thinking about, you know, changing the way I say things, um, saying, you know, have to to get to, right? I don't have to do these things. I get to do those things. Um, I don't have to cook dinner. <laughs> but I get to, you know, cook a nourishing meal for me and my husband, right? That's a really big state change when I think about it. Or another one is like, I can't afford this versus how can I afford this? And that's exactly what Amy was just talking about with the, you know, buying high quality food. So true. So yeah, just really being mindful of how you talk to yourself. And maybe you, Amy, can, can chime in a little bit about why this is so important. Well, you know, the nervous, thank you, Jess, for sure. And um, the nervous system is actually, you know, it's only designed to keep us alive, right? So it's like to breathe, to do our things and to stay in a homeostasis. And your homeostasis could currently be, I can't do this. That's not possible for me. I'm only going to make this amount of money. My kids are never going to get it. You know, um, I, you know, I'm always going to be this weight and I'm never going to change. And um, someone said to me the other day, well, I'm just a bad person. And I was like, well, your nervous system's hearing that. And you're going to continue to live into that path of least resistance, which is I'm a bad person. And you start to confirm those experiences. So if you have this thought process going, I'm a bad person in your 
in your head or I'm just always going to be this weight or I'm never going to make it to, you know, the $5,000 mark in my business. Or, you know, if you're a parent, like I'm never going to get through to my kids. I'm never going to feel that connection. Well, without you really knowing it, your nervous system is out there confirming your language with you. So you're having these experiences in your life and you're like, see, there's proof. There's proof that I'm a bad person. There's proof that I can't connect with my kids. There's proof that I'm, you know, not never going to change my weight. And then what do you do from there, right? Like you start behaving those actions that we we're talking about. Gandhi was saying earlier, those actions start to mimic the language. So it all works together and it's also important. And I, I, I really, you know, so much of the work that I do is really uh, transforming your relationships with everything. And one of the things that I remind people of is like, yes, we're here to have a better, healthier relationship with your partners and with your sex life and all of those things. First, we got to start with a new relationship with your thought life. Like, how will it be to change your relationship with your thought life? Because if we can do that, then everything else on the outside is going to match. So powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And then lastly, I thought we could wrap up with how we tether that, how we, how we pull ourselves out of those thoughts. And, and you have a really, really cool process um, that I had the privilege or got the privilege of getting to learn yesterday. I would love for you to share that with our listeners. Well, I'm going to bounce it back to you. Like, I would love to hear first, give an experience of like what happened when you started to learn this, this thing for your body and for your state. So can we hear about your experience first? And then um, I'd love to hear how it's working out for you too, because this is, can be such a fun process and on so many ways. And it actually pulls everything that we've been talking about together. And I think it will be so fun to hear your story, Jess. Yeah. So where this comes into play for me is that I, um, something I've really struggled with and something that I, I am actively seeking support with even like, you know, what, seven years into living a sober conscious life is this ruminating thinking and, um, you know, all the meditation, all the plant medicine, all the coaching so far, all the recovery, all the um, 12 step work still didn't alleviate that for me. And so this ruminating thinking really keeps me stuck. And so um, what what I'm doing to shift that is I've tethered to, um, I have a couple experiences that have been really profound in my life. One had to do with after um, an ayahuasca ceremony when we went camping. And I just remember, you know, putting the blanket out and looking up at the stars with my husband. And one of our dogs was like tucked in, in between us with the blanket. And just again, those stars feeling like um, just that sense of awe and wonder. And um, so that state switching from this ruminating thinking <laughs> to that state has been so profound. So that's a, a big one. And that's how I've tethered it because I mean, I can literally take myself out of a, um, yeah, one of those ruminating thinking states and, and into that awe state within seconds by thinking about that. So there's power to that. And I just started implementing that in my life, but I can feel the shift in my nervous system when I do that. So beautiful, so powerful. And I love just that, you know, it, it brings you back to this beautiful, um, remembrance in your life. And so, so often as humans, we believe that the things outside of us dictate how many times have you said, well, like he made me so mad or she really pissed me off. And I'm like, take your power back. 
you know, like, did they make you so mad or did you choose to react that way and get so mad based on someone else's, whatever they're doing outside of you? And believe me, I drank at people all the time. I did cocaine at people. I, you know, I, you know, I did all kinds. I had sex with other people at people, you know, I was like, what am I doing? I'm like, what is something we learned in a 12 step program or somewhere? Like, you know, um, I'm, I'm drinking a drink and killing myself, really wanting to like be mad at someone else. And that's just like such a, no, stop it. Right. So this tethering experience, or, um, I love it. Just, um, Jess and I both really like to be in the water. So um, I love just imagining that leash. So if any of y'all have ever boogie boarded or um, surfed and been in the water, you know that you tie, you, you Velcro something onto your wrist or onto your ankle so that you can have your board, you can have that floating device so that if you get pulled under the water, then you know how to get up, right? When the waves are coming. So that's what this is all about. So when Jess is talking about her ruminating thoughts, it's like you're getting pulled under the water and she has this beautiful memory of being under the stars right after having this profound experience with plant medicine and her beautiful dog sitting in between her and her husband while they're laying down staring at the stars. And that is the light when you're held under the water. So these experiences, y'all, and if you have time before or after this podcast to just write something down, like what is this memory that you have that you're just in this beautiful flow place that you can tether yourself to, to shift your state and to be in a different state and that all of that power is within you. So if someone's yelling outside of you, you can be like, oh, I can just go back to the stars gazing with my husband next to me and my dog in between me while they're yelling at me. Right now, again, this takes practice. It's not going to happen overnight, but having the access to that really helps you see how powerful you are, that you are, you have the agency to shift your body, your physiology, even while the shit storm is happening outside of you. You're like, nah, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the stars over here. So, um, it's just a beautiful tool and resource to use throughout your days. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think if you take one thing away from this podcast, definitely like try to integrate that into your life because it's super powerful. So thanks for sharing that, that methodology with us. And, um, yeah, it's been really helpful for me. And I'm so grateful for you. So with that listeners, we're, we're grateful for you as well. And, um, so that wraps up today's episode and until next time. Bye y'all. Thank you so much for listening today. And the best way that you can support us in the optimize life podcast is to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. And we would love to gift you the optimize life toolkit when you do that. So thank you so much for your support. Thanks again. And to go ahead and grab your copy of the Optimized Life Toolkit, head over to www.jessyonda.com slash the Optimized Life. And we have put together five hacks for you that will finally help you get in the zone all day, every day. Just so you know, we so appreciate each and every one of you. And thank you for joining us on this optimized journey.